Man, hey, uh, before we get started, if, uh, if you didn't get a bulletin or you didn't get a sermon guide, uh, just raise your hand. We'll get one of them to you. Uh, we got guys in different places that would love to get you um, a sermon guide. There's also a letter um, information there on the back about who we are and uh, just thanking you for being here. Uh, man, thank you guys. It's, it's weird for me to be down there. Like, it's so weird. Like, but it was so good today. Um, I just want to uh, just be glad to be back in my home, home church family today. And I'm incredibly thankful for John and for Sam, the worship team, for leading while I was on vacation last week and handling things this week while I'm getting ready to, to preach this morning. Um, if you are visiting with us, maybe you snuck in kind of after the first song or so, man, we'd love to have some information about you. That's what those Connect cards are about. Um, if you would fill out one of those, drop those in the plate, just so we can get to know you. Um, there's information about children's ministry, if you'd like to be involved with our biggest growing ministry, the, the nursery, uh, <laughs> fastest growing ministry there. We're doing everything we can to keep that going. Um, just wait, you know, coffee with an elder, anything on there, that's how we, we connect with you guys. And so we want you to um, fill that out and drop that off. You're not going to have a ton of time to fill that out during this morning's sermon, um, but you will have some time to fill that out. Um, my name is Andrew. I'm the worship pastor here, so I'm not normally here uh, preaching, but I'm filling in for Cody as our lead pastor who is on sabbatical. Um, and so you guys continue to pray for him and his family as they uh, renew themselves. And, um, but we don't think it's by accident that you're here today. We think that uh, through God's sovereignty that you have been placed here today to, to worship with us and to hear a word from him. And so we want to uh, do everything we can uh, to um, preach the word this morning. That's why we start with the word. Um, and we'll do everything we can to connect with you guys. And uh, we'll be in Proverbs chapter three. And so if you can go ahead and uh, find your way there, would be our, I guess it's our four-week series on wisdom, as Alan and I were talking about earlier. Um, so we're excited to, uh, to go through this, these Proverbs together. But Proverbs chapter 3, we're actually gonna, just going to cover 21 through 26. I know the bulletin says otherwise, but uh, I made an executive decision to not do that. So if you are physically able, would you please stand with me as we read God's Word? We're going to start in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 21 through 26. It says, My son, do not lose sight of these Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and there will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. May God bless the reading and preaching of his word this morning. You guys can be seated. Wisdom is a wonderful thing. Man, it is a, an incredibly um, good thing. And if you look at verses in the first part of this um, chapter three, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth and life was formed by wisdom. Scripture even tells us in James 1.5 that if you don't have wisdom, you should ask for it, right? And right off the bat, the writer says, do not lose sight, referring to wisdom, understanding the knowledge that comes only from the Lord. The writer says something here too that I want us to make sure we, 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 we underline. He says, keep sound wisdom. Keep sound wisdom and discretion because it will be life for your soul. Don't miss the sound part because as a 16 year old, full of wisdom, right? 
full of wisdom. I can remember a time on a, on a trail not much bigger than this in my Jeep that should not have been on that trail with some people I probably should not have been on with, doing some things we probably should not have been doing. And this was the wisdom that was offered to me at that point. You better hit that hole harder and faster than you've ever hit anything in your life. And if you've never been mud riding, like that was, and so me as a, having all the discernment in the world, what do you do? You pop the clutch in four wheel high and you hit it as hard as you can, right? That's what every redneck from Heflin would do, okay? Amen. Thank you. <laughs> and so I hit it, man, and the result of that, two broken front shackles, both chunks on the ground, 35-inch tires just paddling in the water, and a three-mile hike ahead of us. So that was good times, and my parents were going, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, there's a lot of things you don't, you know. <laughs> so they're, they're in the midst today, so I had to, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to be here, so I'm having to edit things as we go, so <laughs> Chad, just follow me the best you can, man. <laughs> We're going to have a good time today. Um, but man, and like when you have children, uh, when you have children, especially toddlers, especially young kids, um, your desire is to keep them safe, right? The rider is pleading here with their child, says, my son, don't lose sight. And we just got back from vacation, um, and much needed time of rest with my family. And um, I found myself in the middle of a lot more anxiety on this trip than maybe I've ever experienced, um, especially on a normal day, just trying to keep my children, in specific one little guy, safe. And, and, and there seemed to be this constant attempt of wisdom, or what I think was wisdom, coming from my mouth, falling on deaf ears. And, and you, guys, you guys know, when, when, you, when you're out of your zone, like you think every van that passes by is a creeper van, okay? You, you think every person that walks across in front of you on the beach is going to abduct your child and, and, you're, and you're processing all this in your brain, like how fast and how long can I run before my spleen ruptures chasing this person who's obviously more physically fit than me? And these things, these are real things you're thinking of and, and, and you're, you're going through all these things. Like if I don't put SPF 5,000 on my baby, like, and reapply every 2.7 seconds, you know, something's going to happen uh, long-term. And for me, I had this constant, if I said this one time, and Tasha, I know you can say, I said this a billion times, hold the handrail, hold the handrail. We stayed in a place that had a lot of steps, and I, I constantly said, hold the handrail, hold the handrail, and it, hold my hand in the parking lot. These people don't care about you, they're caring about getting their stuff and getting out of this food line as fast as they can, okay? Hold my hand in the parking lot, stay close to daddy, stay close to daddy. If I said those three things, I bet I, I said it them a thousand times. But shouldn't that be like our spiritual life? We have handrails in life that, that the Lord has provided us with, right? And, and wisdom allows us to hold on to those handrails in order to stay close to our Father. To not lose sight and to use sound wisdom and discretion. You know, wisdom says trust in the Lord. And you know, the world will say trust your heart. And wisdom says, lean not on your own understanding, but the world says, if it feels good, do it. Wisdom enables us to stay close to the Father and protects us from the world. Wisdom enables us to stay close to the Father and protects us from the world. Often here at Iron City, you'll hear us talk about intergenerational 
groups, and that can mean connection groups in the morning at, at, at 9 a.m., or it can mean con- uh, community groups that will launch back this fall. But you hear us talking a lot about intergenerational groups, and, 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 and what we mean by that is we really want, okay, we don't want to pool all of our ignorance together, okay? We want the 30-somethings like myself. We need some people in their 50-somethings who have already raised their children. We need the wisdom that you have, that you, you experience. you 20-somethings, mid-20s, you're married, you're newlywed, it's all about you at the moment, and, but you're thinking about having kids and, and that you need people that are in their 40s that can help you. Um, those of you that are maybe are retirees and maybe your children live multiple states away, you need people, young couples in your life to fill that void. Um, you, you, just, you need that and that's why our community groups is another way you can connect here at Iron City. That's why those are so important because wisdom can be found in those relationships Remember that, that blessed is the man who finds wisdom. The writer says, remember it. The very nature of verses 21 and 22 is found in verse 22 when it says that wisdom will be life to your soul. And, and we can be free from anxiety which plagues the world. Now, don't, don't hear me wrong here. I'm not saying that you won't ever have fear, that you won't ever have anxiety. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that, that anxiety plagues the world and that the world is dead on the inside. But for those of us who are in Christ, those of us who've been brought from death to life, wisdom gives life to our inner spiritual life. Anxiety may plague the world, but wisdom will comfort the soul. Anxiety may plague the world, but wisdom will absolutely comfort the soul. And, and when wisdom breeds life, it is evident for everyone to see. What's the scripture say? It says it will be an adornment for your, for your neck or, or grace to your neck as the KJV reads. It will be evident that there's something different about us. You know, we also see this in, in chapter one when the writer says, don't forget your father's instructions and your mother's teachings for they will be ornaments of grace to your neck. You know, a, a necklace can represent a lot of things. It can represent, um, most certainly it can, it can represent status. Um, you know, the writer says it will be an adornment to your neck for all to see, which relays a status of different, of changed, redeemed. And Peter even gives a description of status here in Christ. What does he say? He says that, that we're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that we may proclaim the excellences of him who called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. We're different. We should be different. We should act different. We should... Listen to different things. As hard as that is, we should watch different things. Amen. We should be set apart. We should be different. Because of Christ, our status has been changed. Yes. You know, the adornment of our neck should show the world that our status is from death to life and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Verse 23 goes on to say, like, if you don't lose sight. And if you remember to keep sound wisdom and discretion, then you will not stumble and will, will walk securely. And, and that's a promise from God, man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you like I told my kids for years, um, as a youth pastor, like anytime you see a promise from the Lord in scripture, man, highlight it, circle it, underline it, put a rocket ship out beside it, whatever you have to do, like take a piece of gum, stick it on there, whatever it takes. Okay. Find a way to mark that because one day you're going to be reading through and you're going to come across something. It's going to bless your heart. And one day you're going to be distraught and you're not going to know where to turn. And you're just going to flip up in your Bible, hoping to find something good. And you're going to see that highlighted verse. So make sure you highlight the promises of God. 
But our goal is not, I mean, sorry, our goal is to not stumble. Our, our goal is perfection. Our goal is to be like him. And we know that we'll always get tripped up from time to time, but, but a life that lives in such a way that doesn't lose sight of wisdom will trip a whole lot less. I do a lot of hiking, or at least I used to, uh, before the children time. Uh, but I do a lot of hiking, and, and a lot of what we do is either right at dark or after dark because we work normal jobs just like you and we get off at 4.30, 5 o'clock and, and depending on what time of the year it is, we hike in and it may be right at dark or maybe just a hair after dark. And I find myself from time to time going just as long as I can. I'll go, man, it's dark. It's dark. I mean, I can't start to see anything. And sometimes I'll do it intentionally just to see how far I can go. But other times, like I just get caught up in the trek, right? I just get caught up in walking and I'm walking and walking and while I could probably do all of it in the dark, it's a whole lot safer for me to use a provision that I have in my backpack called a headlamp, right? It's a whole lot safer for me to use that provision. You know, when we remember wisdom and walk in the light that has been provided for us, we can walk securely. Excuse me. I hate when the prints on front and back. Can I just say that? That bothers me so bad. And I don't know how to fix it. But I found my place, so we're okay. <laughs> I think I did. We're going to go with it anyway. Um, but if, if you're like me and you read a promise like that in the scriptures and you think, man, there is no way that I can't stumble. There is zero chance that, because it feels like every other minute that I stumble. And, and we read that, and, and yes, we do in this world. But in the, in the life that is to come, we will be like him. We, there, there will be no failure there. There will be no tripping there. There will be no bad decisions there. There will be no, man, I wish I could take back what I said to my spouse there. You know, if you're in Christ, your past, your present, your, your future stumblings have been forgiven. And eternally speaking, you will never stumble again. You know, we can walk securely in wisdom because of the promises of God. As we look at verse 24, it says, No longer will you have to be afraid if you lie down. You will not be afraid. So early on in my marriage, um, my sweet little precious wife had some trouble getting to sleep at night or staying asleep. And uh, it might have been because she was playing Assassin's Creed all night, but it... I'm not sure. I can't make the, I'm not a doctor. I can't make those decisions for her. Um, but the doctor did make some suggestions of a, a well-known drug called Ambien. <laughs> some of you are familiar with it. Uh, now, you need to know something about me is that when it's time to go to sleep, like I'm not even real certain that my eyes get completely closed before I, like I'm in a different world, okay? Like I am out, look, okay? It's, it's, um, I'm, a, I'm a light sleeper. But I go zero to like deep sleep in like 0.5 seconds, okay? I'm out. Um, it's a blessing and a curse. I, I'm probably the only person who's ever been preaching and fell, fallen asleep in my own sermon. Um, that's a different story for a different day. Um, but if you want to know it, come talk to me afterwards. We'll go there. Uh, nevertheless, her doctor felt like Ambien was a good option for her to, to, to uh, be able to sleep at night. And now Tasha has always been a sleepwalker ever since I've known you, right? I mean, we, you've pretty much been a sleepwalker. And I have to gently rebuke her from time to time at night, get back in the bed, turn the curling iron off. It's not time to go to work. 
get back out of the car. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't go that far. Uh, if, but from time to time, she'll get up and walks into the bathroom and starts getting ready. I'm like, oh, really? It's like 12.45. Like, I'm, like, how can you even be asleep yet? Like, I know you read all night. Um, sorry, that was a little jab. I'm so sorry. I love you. Um, yeah, everybody can hear me, can't they? <laughs> okay. But I can remember in this one particular occasion, uh, look, I promise all this makes sense in a minute. Uh, I can remember this one particular occasion where, where all is good until I'm a, a, awakened by this blood curdling scream. I'm, when I'm talking like I'm in la la land and I, I look over and she has set up, I'm pretty certain she levitated a couple feet off the bed. <laughs> And just screaming, get them off, get them off, get them off, get them off. And so I go from la-la land to like full-on attack mode, pistol, reaching for the shotgun. And I'm fixing to drop two clips and empty holes in every wall around me. Zero questions. Zero questions. <laughs> Only to find out that she had had this dream, or what I would call a major hallucination, uh, of spiders just coming out of the corners of the wall, just coming down the ceiling. And like, look, when I say that like, I was afraid, like 200 beats a minute going, you know, it was, it took me a while to go back to sleep, okay? And to say that she was afraid, terrified, would you agree with me on that? Terrified. I was terrified for her. I was terrified for my neighbors because uh, they don't know what's going on. Um, and I tell you that story because of this. You know, all of you guys who deal with anxiety know that there's often times the brain has a hard time shutting down, Right? Uh, the brain has a hard time shutting down. Now all, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's, it's basically a few things here. It's, it's all the things that need to be done, and you're thinking of all these things that you've got to do, and you're asleep, and you think, what's tomorrow going to look like? What's the next day going to look like? What, how, you know, uh, how am I going to pay these bills? I mean, this is real life. Like, I don't have anything in the checking account. How's it going to work? Like, don't know. Like, <laughs> but you stay awake at night thinking of those things. For some of you, it's, man, will my children ever return to the Lord? For young parents, you're going, man, will, will my children grow up and seek after the Lord with their whole heart? These are things that keep us awake at night. For some of you, it's your spouse. Some of you, it's your job. Some of you, it's your worth. You know, anxiety and fear will hold you captive. But wisdom and discretion will set you free. Anxiety, will, anxiety and fear will hold you captive, but wisdom and discretion will set you free. And Spurgeon once said, Half of our fears arise from neglect of the Bible. That's why we start with the word every week. That's why everything we do in here, every meeting that I've been in with pastors here starts with the word. You know, the writer here is pointing back to verses 21 and 22 is saying, remember to hold on to sound wisdom and discretion. And if you lie down, you won't be afraid when you lie down because you are going to lie down. Your sleep will be sweet. And that's another promise from the Lord. But being afraid can be tough, right? Fear can be crippling. It's hard. Verse 25, it speaks of, of sudden terror or sudden fear and how that we shouldn't be afraid of it. You know, just in the short three years, almost three years in, in August that Tasha and I have been here, you know, we've seen a lot of you go through some, some sudden fear. From the loss of a child to a spouse leaving you being told that you or a loved one has cancer. A sudden fear. And in, in a moment, you're struck with fear, right? You know, all, all sudden fears. 
They can take your breath away. They will, they will make you question everything you've ever thought uh, that, that was right in the world. They'll make you think that, that, you know, God, why me? And they'll make you want to shake your fist at the Lord. It's like, God, why? I do everything right. I love you. I, I read the scriptures. I study. I, my family is, goes to church. We, we even tithe. That's crazy thought. Uh, but I don't understand, Lord. Like, well, why me? And we've seen many of you and we've faced some things, faced these, these situations with incredible confidence. And that's incredibly encouraging to me as one of your pastors to see you, the ability that you have to stand in the middle of these sudden terrors and these sudden fears with confidence. And what scripture is telling us is that, that those who fear God and have confidence in him can stand in the face of sudden terror and cling to wisdom. That's what's going on there. Those of you that are, that are facing this terror and this, and this fear and, and you're standing confident, you're standing confident because of the, the, the confidence you have in the Lord and the promises you have from him. When, when you fear God and you have confidence in him, you can stand during those difficult times like so many of you have done in the past and some of you are probably doing now. And let me encourage you to continue standing strong with confidence in him, not yourself, not your own wisdom, not your, you know, not your own common sense, while that is a good thing and a superpower, don't stand on that alone because that's going to leave you empty. Cling to him and the wisdom that he offers. You know, just in the past, I think 10, 15 years, man, we've seen some ridiculous natural disasters from, from hurricanes to earthquakes to um, tornado outbreaks here locally and, and, and wildfires. And, and these, all, these are all things that frighten us, right? These are all things that frighten us and, 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 and honestly scare us and bring about anxiety and bring about fear. But our hope is found in verse 26 and we're almost done. I told you we were gonna get there before the Methodists did this morning. All these events frighten us, right? But our hope is found in verse 26. During the midst of all of this desolation and disaster and ruin and destruction, we can have security through God and we can walk securely in wisdom. We can have the security through God and we can walk securely in wisdom. The Lord will go before you. The Lord will fight your battles. The Lord will make your path straight. And when you hold close to wisdom, the Lord will be your confidence. Today, there's some of you guys that you need to be reminded of that today. You need to be reminded that and you need to be reminded and ask the Lord to restore the joy of your salvation today and remember wisdom and cling to it so that you can walk securely, so that you can sleep well at night, so that you can stand and not be afraid in the face of fear. So you can say, the Lord, the Lord, he is my confidence. Others of you today, it's, it's probably pretty simple. Christ is not in you and you walk but you're anxious you sleep but you don't rest you stand up but only to be knocked down at the first sign of fear and can I just tell you this morning you need confidence that can only come from God through Christ Jesus hold close to wisdom and the Lord will be your confidence let's pray Father hi I'm Cody Hill 
I'm the lead pastor here at Iron City. Thank you so much for connecting with us online. I hope in the days ahead that we'll have an opportunity to connect with you in person. On our website, ironcity.org, you'll see a number of different opportunities that you have to connect with our church and opportunities that we're seeking to engage our community and minister to our church family. I'd like to especially invite you to come and be a part of one of our connection groups that meet at 9 o'clock immediately preceding our Sunday morning worship service. You'll find that we're not a perfect church, but we are a passionate church. We take following Jesus very seriously, but we try not to take ourselves too seriously. So I hope you'll come this Sunday at 1015 and worship with us and let us get to know you a little bit better.